eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's got a playoff mustache. Joe. Dude, he's got a porn stash. Remember, this was something that we okay. tried to do he with does. Joe he's got a, porn a few stash. years ago. Uh, it, we've it tried, does, man. It, it doesn't does work. that way. Remember but when we tried to get Joe? Of course lost, I remember. You lost some sort of bet. You said you were going to grow a mustache. You came in and you it's like had a few a little whiskers, and then you know, no, it was like two, two days of growth, and he cut a goatee. That it was during the mustache. pandemic. And by the way, whatever I had certainly looks a lot better than our next guest brother, our next guest brother, because I got to tell wow, you, Travis, really? Travis Kelsey, okay. no longer as good looking as Jason Kelsey, because the Travis Kelsey porn stash, I think, actually stinks. All right, let's talk to our next guest, and of course, John. Jason Kelsey, the Great Eagle Center, joins us every single uh, Wednesday at this time. Sponsored by PDQ Signature Systems. If you're in the restaurant, hospitality, or casino business, you need a PDQ POS system. With PDQ POS, you'll sell more, earn more, and work less. If you want the best, trust PDQ POS. Visit PDQPOS.com. All right, let's welcome the Eagle Star Center, Jason Kelsey. How you doing, Jason? How we doing, Joe? What's up? Good, buddy. You know, we're all fired up with the fills, as you know. So, Jason, I did not expect to start with your brother's mustache, but let me just start with this. While it is not PC these days to rip people's looks, you know, you can get canceled quickly if you do, let me go on record and say, I think your brother's mustache has downgraded his looks. Jason, your thoughts? Interesting. Um, I am... uh... I don't know. I, I'm not too uh, <laughs> into mustaches, whatever. Uh, yeah, they, you know, Would you ever go just the mustache, the Jason? I've, I've had the mustache. I like the My dad had a mustache for a while growing up, little Fu Manchu. Nice. I would definitely rock a mustache. I used to rock it in November when uh, we were raising money for uh, prostate cancer. I think it was like called Movember. Everybody mm-hmm. would get a mustache oh, right. going. But, yeah, right, right. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just – I'm a little thrown off because one week, you know, Joe's saying Trav looks like Brad Pitt, and the next week, <laughs> I know, inconsistent. Mustache, well, that was, so be- that was before I realized if, it if was- he's better than Brad Pitt. Can a mustache really knock you down? I don't Great know, point. man. Great That's point. what I'm saying. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. The remember, hair can't make that big. It sounds thing. like Joe's backing out of his statement no. that, that your brother is a beautiful man. I'm just saying Brad Pitt's had a lot of variations through the years, including those flowing locks and Legends of the Fall, and he's always looked Tristan. good. Tristan. Tristan. Remember that? Uh, yeah. All right. All right, Jason, let's talk some football. Matter of fact, let's start Phillies. Did you get to see the Phillies last night? Or, you know, so, so it was a Tuesday night for you in the season. Did you get to enjoy that game or, or not just based on your family and your football schedule? I did. I uh, I watched the majority of it. I saw uh, Bryce's last score to put him up what four to one, maybe. Yes, that's correct. Um, and um, that I felt pretty confident and decided to call a night because I had to get up early for this. So totally. Um, yeah, I, I, outstanding start. Super excited. Um, you know, that's the way you want to do it. That's the way you want to start. Yeah, yeah. Look, they're they're one and zero in the postseason. You guys are four and zero. I said, Jason, let's talk about four and zero. Does 4-0 this year feel different to you than 4-0 last year? And by the way, congratulations on 4-0. It's the best you can be. It's a great accomplishment. Does it feel different for you this year at 4-0 than 4-0 last year? Um, Man, I'm trying to remember who our first opponents were last year. I know we played Minnesota early, had a really good game against them. Right. Did we play when did we, what was the first Dallas game? Was that after? That was like week five or six. Yeah, but maybe? but he but uh, Dak was out, so that wasn't the the typical type of you know just because it was a yeah. lesser QB. I mean, my look, my recollection without knowing every game in sequence is you guys were more dominant out of the gate last year. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, how does it? How does this one feel? Does it feel less dominant just on the whole? And what do you do about that? Yeah, I think. Um... I think that we have won a lot of, or won a few of these games um, in styles that uh, we haven't blown people out, right? We haven't won by multiple scores. We haven't had any dominant wins. So I certainly get that. Um, feels great to be 4 0. It's hard to be 4 0 in this league. It's hard to win in this league. Um, and, you know, Nick and Jalen and this team have have proven that we do that really, really well, even when it's not pretty. And I think that, you know, even going back to last year, people complaining about, like, strength of schedule, um, you know, people lose – teams lose to bad teams every week in the NFL. Um, and for whatever reason, there's a there's an ongoing um, momentum with this team to at least win games. Now, we got a lot to fix up. I mean, obviously – Every phase has kind of had their games. Offensively, we've we've been there. Especially the run game has been dominant. Last uh, this last week against the Commanders, the pass game finally t- finally took off the way it kind of had been last year. Um, you know, the defense has had their games. Obviously, uh, against Tampa Bay, just one of the most dominating performances probably this year. And um, last week, Sam Howell had a day. And you know, I think that as a as a football team, you just try and keep moving forward and you're trying to improve, stack together, be more consistent. You know, we had way too many mistakes last game, way too many penalties, and way too many mm-hmm. given opportunities to the commanders that kept them in the game. And um, I think that I kind of look at it like I'm really happy we're 4-0, but we got a lot to improve on and uh, looking forward to, you know, putting together another game this week against the Rams. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. 
You got this. Adidas. How tough are Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen uh, to deal with? Montez Sweat, Chase Young are nothing to sneeze at either, but that front was pretty yeah. stout. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good across the board. And, and they play a lot of shell, middle field open, like six-man boxes. And the reason they do that is because they feel confident with those guys up front. Yeah. Um, they're very good. Uh, Jonathan and Deron have been doing it for a while. Montez Sweat's great. Jay Shunk's finally back. Um, and they coach them well. They, they give them freedom. They, they're smart players. They take chances, they, which makes it a little bit um, uneasy firing off on the ball when a guy's taking a chance. Sure. So, um, you know, I think they're, they're really good players. Obviously, we're all really familiar with each other because we played each other so much. Um, but, yeah, whenever you're going into that game, you know, for, for us offensively, it's very much, you know, don't let these guys ruin the game. You know, give, give us a chance to win this game. Give us a chance to make plays. Right. Because that's really – as an offensive lineman, that's what your job is. I mean, you're, you're going to open holes and, and, and you're going to have some dominating blocks that are outstanding, but really your job as an offensive lineman is to facilitate an environment that allows your skill players to flourish. Um, you know, it's very much a position of servitude in that sense. You know, we're just – Sure. Just do your job, man. Just block your guy, do your assignment, and the guy with the ball is going to have a chance to make a play at the end of the day. How did so, you? Re- um, oh, sorry. Good. How did you, you react know. in the huddle uh, when the run was called on third and eleven? Uh, did you do a you know, double take? You know, I don't really react in the huddle. I more wait till we get to the line because we had a we had that a similar call on third and eight last week against Tampa Bay and picked yeah. it up in the red zone. And, you know, I, I'd imagine that that same thing's going through, uh, you know, the head of the play caller of, you know, we just had a really great run last week on this because teams aren't expecting it. And, um, but we had a really, really ideal look against Tampa Bay where they were in an overload front away from the run. And there was a really soft gap there. And as soon as we got out there to run the play, you know, we had like a wide three technique in the direction of it, the backside, the tackle was shaded on me. So I was not optimistic about the play um, at the line. Uh, yeah, and but I ended up slot blitzing it too, I think. I, it was. I mean, they were – I think that they were kind of like trying to play a prevent defense but also like blitz and play like a soft zone to try and take away maybe uh, some of these slant routes while also taking away that RPO. But either way um, – you know, I think we could have done a better job. I could have done a better job of getting us out of the play. So, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we expected the slot blitz on third and 11. Right. Uh, but I think, um, you know, even without the slot blitz, it was going to be a hard, just from the way the front was set, it was going to be a tough yeah. mm-hmm. um, one to execute on. J- right. Jason, so that's, J- yep. I'm sorry. us, quite frankly, that's one of the things that Jalen's been really good at that we've been really good at is, Hey, let's get into a, a conducive play here. So, mm-hmm. anyways, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, to that point, let let me address a play that you know. Here we are, Wednesday morning. We're halfway through our week, and I don't think we've even talked about this play. And I'd actually call it the most underrated play of this season. The season you guys have had. So, mm-hmm. the final play from scrimmage, other than if the field goal counts as a play from scrimmage, I don't know what what the technical term is. You guys have a, a completion to Devontae Smith for about seven or eight yards. And it's fascinating to me. This this follows a uh, 
an intentional grounding where, you know, Jalen Hurts heaves yeah. the ball downfield. It's an in-cup by A.J. Brown. It's the, it's the right call. It's the right call by the ref. I hate it. And now, now it's the right call because A.J. cuts in and he throws it too deep. It's intentional grounding from the pocket. And now, Jason, you guys are in a spot where you're on the outer, outer, outer edge of Jake Elliott's field goal distance. And yeah. you're also going through it because it's like, damn, we might have just blown our chance. And here the 11 of you are, and you get a, an effective completion for about seven yards. Great kicker goes out there, makes a long field goal, and wins the game. Can you take us inside the ability of Jalen Hurts to bounce back from one of his worst moments of the game to a, an important play that helps you win a football game? Yeah, I mean, listen, Jalen does not get rattled. You know, he, he's not a guy that is going to dwell on a play that just happened. He is very much a we're moving on type guy. And that's whether it's him or anybody else. And that's one of, I think, his biggest strengths and why, especially in the end of games, he's able to stay so much, so composed and poised uh, when he needs to be. And, um, you know, the intentional grounding, you know, stuff like that's going to happen occasionally. And, you know, as a quarterback, you know, we still got another play here. We got to try and win this game. Yeah. And I don't think anybody was really thinking, you know, you don't have time. You're on to the next one and you think about, hey, what are they going to do? What, are, what uh, you know, are they going to try and zero blitz us? Are they going to play, you know, some type of man coverage and, you know, force a difficult throw? Like, you know, what what's going to happen here? And, um, you know, I think that everybody – was very locked in to the next play to execute on. And obviously Jalen and Devontae uh, connect and put us within range of Jake the Make. Yeah. What a great nickname. Jake. I mean, I love <laughs> that. Awesome. That's, That's great. All, I hadn't heard that. It's great. Jake the Make. I like it. <laughs> J- Jason, let, let's talk about the tush push. So this week yeah. we, we probably saw the most tush pushes in the NFL, and a lot of them were not <laughs> successful. Um. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm cognizant when we talk to you and Brandon and, and Nick Sirianni. I, I, I don't want you guys to give away every secret. And I think the audience doesn't want you to give away every secret because, you know, you want to keep a co- yeah. competitive advantage. And we respect that. Can you, in whatever mm-hmm. way you can, explain how you guys are so good at it and how so many other teams obviously aren't? I mean, the Giants did it. Not only didn't make it, two of their players got freaking injured on the play. How do you guys yeah. do it? Well... You know, one, I think that we spend more time, quite frankly, coaching the play up from a technical standpoint. Most teams don't coach quarterback sneak. They just put it in on short yardage. You know, maybe you discuss it briefly in like a meeting, but there's not a lot of detail put into it. And I think Stout is very detailed with that play. Mm. And although it doesn't seem like it's that much going on, um, you know, he, he talk about this guy – I forget his name. Is Richie something? Um, but he's a rugby guy. Came in and Stout's talking to him in the off season because everybody's trying to figure out how to stop it, including our own defense. But um, and his whole thing is it's organized mass. That's the whole thing the guy <laughs> yeah. the guy just kept saying. And you can't stop it if it's organized properly. And um, I think that the more you coach it up and the more detailed it is, the more organized it is. And um, you know the the whole job of the offense or the defense, who can organize the most or who can unorganize the other team, which is, that's the other thing. We've run it so many times at this point too. You know, you're not going to rep it live in practice. So a lot of the times these first times these teams are running it are live in game. Wow. And, and that's the, and they don't really understand 
the the proper way to do it. Even when we're doing it with a new guy in, it usually takes that guy two or three times of running it before he's like, oh, okay, now I'm figuring this out. Hmm. And um, and then, as we know, it's only 92%. You're going to get stopped every once in a while. So I think, um, you know, these defenses are doing a much better job at defending it. They've clearly put a lot of time and effort into stopping this play this offseason. Um, they knew that they were going to have to deal with it. You know, the commanders – for years, it's quite frankly, quarterback sneak has been almost automatic against them. We've, we've absolutely converted every single one of those. And this last week, even on the call that they made offsides against Landon, uh, which I think was probably a mistake, um, they might have stopped us on that even without the call. It was close. We didn't get much push. And hmm. teams are doing a much better job of defending this play and figuring out how to stop it or even putting time in to uh, try to figure out how to stop it. So I think there's a lot of things that are factoring in. Um, and then it also helps when Jordan Malata and Landon Diggerson <laughs> combined way over uh, 700 pounds. So yeah. it's always good. You know, you guys, Physics helps. It's, it's like a Michael Jordan dunk, man. And look, I guess they are, you know, loading up a little bit more on you, but it's, it's, it's amazing what you guys do. Hey, Jason, final thing. Uh, so, I don't know if you've been listening to the show, but I wear this Phillies uniform during the playoffs. I'm, I'm kind of a dork, but it's also about love of the Phillies. Kind of, kind of a dork. <laughs> so, I got to MC a banquet today at the Union League. And if you know anything about the Union yeah. League, it's a coat and tie sort of facility. So, can I get, yeah. like, like, I view you, you like the Pope. Like, if you get special dispensation from the Pope, then you're okay. So, like, <laughs> this is good. As, this as is a, important. As essentially the mayor of Philadelphia without actually being the mayor of Philadelphia, yes. Jason, can I get dispensation from you? <laughs> That if I walk into the Union League today without a coat and tie but only a Phillies uniform or with the coat and tie on but with the Phillies uniform otherwise fully displayed, like, can I get the Jason Kelsey seal of approval? That's okay? Oh, man. Um, (laughs) I think you're always good during the playoffs to have a sports team shirt on or jersey, especially if there's some type of superstitious value to it. I think that that's... Oh, that's it's more than jersey, Jason. It's it's cleats. Good. He's got the batting gloves on. Cleats? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Socks I mean, pulled up. I mean, He's got the real you're pants. You're fully committing. Oh, yeah. I am. Like I said... You're embracing Halloween for the whole month. Like I said, big, yeah, time, okay. big time dork. But it's We about, call it his costume. That's right, Jason. It's love of Philadelphia sports. All right, Jason, tell, tell your brother it. he needs some help with the ladies. Get that stash off. You know, no, I'm just... Seems no. like he's doing yeah. okay. I think he's doing he's just uh-huh. fine. Jason, stay well. Good luck in Los Angeles. Good luck against Aaron Donald, and we look forward to talking next week. Thanks, pal. All right, thanks, Joe. All right, there Great he is. Luck.